Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Hope you're having a fantastic week. Lots of things been going on over here around these parts. Um, and I've already given you a bunch of updates recently, so I don't think we'll go back over all of that stuff again. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, then welcome. If, you, uh, if you're into languages, you're in the right place. So please take a second to subscribe to the podcast, because that way I will pop back into your earbuds, or at least into your podcast app feed at some point in the future, so you can uh, catch up on all the great stuff we're talking about over here about language learning. Uh, so what's going on? Well... We've got, um, for those of you in London, this is what I wanted to, to mention. You know, I always have so many updates that I often kind of forget which ones I want to mention because there's so many of them. But anyway, for those of you living in London, and I know there's a bunch of you, uh, in fact, not just London, the same, the same goes for um, anywhere in the UK, really, providing you don't mind travelling to London. We've got a few spots left for a an event that I'm running for the European Day of Languages on Thursday, the 26th of September. And uh, this is going to be really cool because um, we've 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 got the the rooftop bar area of the 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 headquarters of Teach Yourself, my publishers in London, and it's right by the River Thames, um, with a fantastic view over the city of London. It's really amazing, and uh, we've got a a whole um, sort of evening long event all about languages. And there's going to be like language taster sessions. You can go around different tables, trying out different languages. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit, not much. I promise it'll be like a few minutes at most um, about, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say yet. I have to figure that out. Um, and there's going to be lots of great networking where you're going to meet lots of other people who are into languages and also live in the local area. So if you are relatively local to London, then please do come down. We have, it's a capacity of 80 and I know for a fact that as of today, we've got about 15 spots left. So uh, by the time this comes out, there may still be spaces. Um, so I'd really uh, I'd really uh, like you to, to come along. Uh, Thursday, the 26th of September. I'm not sure what time it is. I, I've got five o'clock here on my calendar, but something tells me it's, <laughs> it's a bit later than that. Anyway, if you want to get tickets, the tickets are free. Um, but you do have to get a ticket and register in advance so that we know how many people are coming. And you can go to Eventbrite. Eventbrite is a is an app or a website uh, where they like a kind of ticket merchant. You've probably seen it before. Go to Eventbrite, E V E N T B R I T E, Eventbrite, and just search for Ollie Richards. What do you search for? Ollie Richards, teach yourself. That should come up. And, and if it doesn't, for whatever reason, I'll put a link in the show notes to this episode, which will be at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 337. But anyway, if you go to Eventbrite and you search for Ollie Richards, uh, then you should find that event there in London, in central London on Thursday, the 26th of September. And if you do me a favor, if you do come along, come and say hi and let me know that you heard about it on the podcast. Because I'm always kind of, I'm always kind of testing like, you know, how do I get through to people and, you know, how, how should I communicate with people? Because I know, I know a bunch of you listening are going to be in the US and Canada and China right now. And you're going to be like, Ollie, can you just skip this? Because I can't go to London next Thursday. But if you are, if you do come along, then let me know because it's, uh, it's really good feedback for me. And I'd also love to, love to meet you. Uh, so that's that going on. We've uh, successfully launched 
four new uh, versions of my 101 Conversations books. And these have been super popular. Um, for the next week or so, if you'd like a copy of the audio, I'll give you a free copy of the audio in exchange for a review on Amazon. It's a little bit sneaky, this, but it's kind of like... The thing is, when you release books... Um, getting reviews on those books is actually one of the most important things that help those books rank, right? Um, so it's the difference between people, you know, if someone goes to Amazon and types in learn French or learn Spanish, the difference between them finding my book and finding someone else's is often how many reviews we've got on the book. So I kind of really have to kind of beg, borrow and steal people's attention and uh, for reviews uh, on these books. So um, I thought in return, though, I'd give you a free copy of the audiobook which um, sounds like a fair deal because it, it the audiobooks are... I, I can't... It's kind of annoying with the audiobooks on, on Audible because I can't control what um, the price. The price is set automatically based on the length. But anyway, I will give you a free copy of the audio of my 101 Conversations books uh, if you leave a review and just drop me an email to let me know. Um, and we have these in Spanish, French, uh, Italian, German and English currently. And uh, I'm thinking we're going to work on an intermediate series as well, but that that's something to to come later. Um, and so, anyway, and the title of those books is 101 Conversations in Simple Spanish, Simple French, Simple English, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you can find that, and if you if you fancy picking up a copy, it's only like three dollars for the Kindle version. It's super cheap, and the there we have paperback as well, which is a bit more expensive, um, but. There is uh, there's so much content in these books. Basically, what we do is we tell this very interesting story of a bunch of uh, characters in Spain, France, Germany, depending on which version you are reading. And uh, the whole book is written in a dialogue conversational format. So the aim is to help you improve your speaking because you can basically flood your brain with examples of with simple examples of people communicating and speaking in the language. So um, I have a great feedback from it so far. And uh, it's perfect for you if you're at a kind of A2, B1 level. So you're kind of a lower, high beginner, lower intermediate type level. So you're just kind of really getting to grips with the language. These books are perfect for you uh, in that in that situation. So yeah, go and check them out. I'll put some links in the show notes as well for this on the website. I'd also like to thank the sponsors, italki, where I get my language lessons been uh, considering getting back to uh, to taking regular Japanese lessons again recently. And italki is the place that I'm going to do it because you can schedule lessons for times that suit you. And if you'd like to get a free lesson with a italki teacher, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, I did hear from someone. Someone dropped me an email recently to say that the link on that landing page was broken, but I've, I've got in touch with italki and they fixed it. So if you have been trying to use that link to get yourself a free uh, free lesson or two and it didn't work, it should be working now. So um, so go ahead and, and, and try that out. I will teach you a language.com forward slash free lesson. OK, so today I'm going to be answering an email question from Eric, who emailed in um, back at the end of June. So sorry for the, the delay in getting to this, Eric. Hopefully you're still listening. And the question is about language immersion programs. So I'll read Eric's email. He said, hi, Ollie, my name is Eric from New Hampshire in the US. I found your podcast and website as I've recently resumed learning Russian. In the 1980s, while in college, I got a minor in Russian and Soviet studies, taking two years of Russian. But 30 plus years later, I want to pick it back up again. 
In the last month, I've gone through some apps and websites, plus I still have my college textbooks. A friend of mine is learning Spanish, and she's spending the summer in Costa Rica taking Spanish classes during the morning and having homework, etc. I was considering that for next summer, so I'm guessing this is summer 2020, um, which is the Olympics, isn't it, in Tokyo. Uh, I am a high school teacher, so I've got two months off, he says. I might go to Moscow or St. Petersburg and do a similar program taking classes. So this email is really a question. What is your thought on these programs? I know you have far more experience in this area than I do, and I would appreciate any feedback. All right, then. Thank you for your question, Eric. I appreciate that. And for everyone listening, if, you, uh, if you've if you got a question that you'd like me to answer, I I, um, I, I do try to do that. I'm just, just drop me an email and kind of mark it. If you put podcast question in the subject line, then that will get picked up and uh, it'll work its way through to me. So Eric is asking about immersion programs. And, you know, what's the, basically, is it, he, he's getting back into Russian after 30 years and he's thinking about taking an immersion holiday in uh, in in Russia next year is it a good idea now funnily enough i just yesterday actually i was replying to a comment on um, on my youtube video and <laughs> i released a video and in fact you would have heard this already or you will be hearing it soon on the podcast um about it is a rule of language learning and the rule of language learning is don't move abroad to study a language and so uh, some couple of people were leaving some comments in the video saying, well, Ollie, how can you give this advice? How can you advise people not to move abroad to study a language when you've just had Scott Young on your podcast uh, in a, the two-part episode that's just gone, talking about how he spent a year without English living abroad and learning four languages? So what's the deal with this? Like, should you study abroad or not? So I'm not going to repeat. I'm not going to kind of go over these various pros and cons Again, if, you, if you're interested in that conversation, you can go and look at the YouTube video um, because there's a bunch of people with some very interesting takes, actually, on, on that. Um, I want to address Eric's question directly because that's that's the advantage of this podcast format. I can actually just, you know, t- talk to you or speak to your specific situation. Let's look at this through uh, through a couple of different angles. So what's the let's talk about the best and worst case of going abroad on an immersion program. So let's just kind of take for take uh, take for granted that you're probably going to spend a lot of money uh and we'll assume that that's not a problem. I mean 2 months in in Moscow is going to cost cost a lot of money because uh, it's an expensive city and you could have to pay for the immersion school as well. But let's just let's just say that's not a, that's not an issue. Um, you know, what's the best and worst case scenario? Well, the best case scenario is that you go there, you are studying in the morning, you have activities in the afternoon, you make a lot of friends, you're speaking Russian for two months and you have the most amazing time and you come back and your Russian is just upper, upper level. That's the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is that you go there and you have language lessons in the morning which you could be having at home without going anywhere. And in the afternoon, you're either by yourself or hanging out with other English speakers who are on that program with you speaking English and uh, and finding it very difficult to to get any meaningful Russian practice because of the kind of language barrier and uh, and your your social situations and all of that. So this is the thing with 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 learning languages abroad. It really can go either way. And it all comes down to how much meaningful interaction you get with local people. That's all. I mean, for me, that is the, from a purely linguistic perspective. The only way in which you should be judging an immersion program is how much contact do I get with native speakers of that language? Uh, meaningful contact 
during that time. So if you go on one of the Middlebury courses, for example, Gabe Weiner talks about this. He's been on one or two, I think. And the Middlebury courses, like they are kind of four month programs where from morning till, from dawn till dusk, you are, um, surrounded by, by these, by the language and you've kind of got the whole day structured for you. So you're speaking the language. And that strikes me as being a very, very good idea because that's, and that, that that's in the US as well. That's not even going abroad. The point is you've got the immersion, right? Someone's taking care of the challenge of structuring all your time for you. And so it seems to me that when you're evaluating a language immersion program, you've just got to try to honestly assess how much how much practice you're going to get. Now, so Eric, in your case, you know, you mentioned studying in the morning and having homework in the afternoon. If what you're doing when you go to Russia is actually going to a language school in the morning for a few hours, and then you're going to have left your own devices for the rest of the day. I think you've got to think carefully through that because what happens for the rest of the day, you know, so I'm not sure how, how, how good your Russian is, what level you're at right now. I'm assuming you're very rusty because you've taken 30 years off. Um, but even so, let's assume that your Russian is really good. It's not practical for most people to go around for an for like day after day in a foreign country just talking to people. I mean, who are you going to talk to? You know, people are working, they're busy, they're out with their families, and what are you going to do? Just kind of sit down and start talking to people. I mean, you can you can have a few conversations, of course, but it's it's relatively little, and it's and it's not really you know to to to, to warrant picking up and going across the world for the under the guises of actually practicing your language it's actually really really difficult to create a situation for yourself when you are whereby you're speaking that language all the time and if you're going to a language school in the morning and then you're you're sort of free to do whatever you want for the rest of the day i would i would suggest that you're unlikely to get a a lot of really meaningful practice certainly those those three three hours you have in the morning you could do at home on italki for example and then the rest of the day it's going to be down to you whether or not you get that practice. So if you are really serious about it, then I think the approach that I would take to that would be to actually in advance get in touch with locals, like language tutors or or whatever, and actually arrange to have just like, I don't know, speaking sessions or whatever. This is something I've, man- I've, I've never actually done this, but it's something that I've often thought about and I would definitely do in the future if I went on such a, a project again. I would basically aim to kind of hire friends <laughs> for the time that I was in, in a place. Because, it's you know, if, you, if you're just turning up somewhere, it is difficult to very quickly make friends. But even if you can, you can't spend all your time with them, right? And so I've, I've thought about, you know, finding a, like a local tutor and then saying, look, can we just... Every day, can we just spend a few hours together in the afternoon? You know, I'll pay you for your time. I'll pay you properly for your time, and, we'll, and all we'll do is we'll walk around the city, we'll go to museums, and we'll talk in Russian. Like that, then I think you're kind of getting towards the kind of experience which you could actually justifiably call immersion because you're actually speaking the language. And I think you've got to aim for that kind of thing if you're looking to really make the most out of an immersion trip, uh, because that because otherwise it's just, just you're simply not getting immersion. So. I think what you need to do, Eric, is start by thinking about what, what what do I want, what schools, what programs do I have my eye on, and then really investigate them and figure out what is involved. What do you get? And try to make sure that either through these immersion programs, you're they are providing the immersion for you, or else think about how you would be able to get that by your, or engineer that by yourself. I think that's the that's the way forward. I have a friend who went to France 
last year, I believe it was. And she was really, really excited about going. I think I've told this story before. And she was like, you know, I, I love France. I'm going to spend six weeks in, 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 in the south of France this summer. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a dream come true. And my French is going to be so good. And I talked to her, um, I remember before, uh, before going, I said, look, you just, just, just be careful. You don't fall into the expat trap. You know, if you get there and you start going to expat meetups and things, um, then it can be difficult to get out of that because it's comfortable. It's easy. And also if you're, if you're away for a couple of months, you're going to start feeling lonely. You're going to want friends. And sometimes like the, the allure of just being around other people who, um, who speak English, it's hard to resist if you're kind of feeling a bit homesick, you know? And so, but she was like, no, no, yeah, I, I'm totally take that on board. I'm not going to go to foreign meetups and stuff. I'm going to just speak French. Um, and then, but then sure enough, you know, she came back after six weeks and I was like, well, how, how did it go? And she was like, Ollie, I was just in, in an expat bubble, English bubble for the whole six weeks. I basically didn't speak a word French. Um, so this is, I think this is actually the reality. This is, this is, this is, this kind of situation, this experience is the, is the default, I think, unless you should, you should expect that to be the default, unless you have clearly thought through ways of, uh, getting around it by creating your own immersion. Now, having said all of that, let me, let me, let me get to what I think might actually be the, the most important point, Eric, which is that for a trip like this, it's it's probably not just about the language. If you're sort of, I, I suspect that behind your question is actually a desire to just go to Russia, spend some time there, and just have the experience of being there. Am I right? You know, certainly when I go on trips abroad, I mean, the, obviously the language is part of it, but I'm also I also want the experience. You know, I want the life experience. I want to I want to do that. I want to go there. I want to meet people. I just want to be in that in those surroundings. And we shouldn't discount that. You know, it's all very well sort of talking about the the, the the merits or or otherwise of different schools or immersion programs or, or what have you. But we shouldn't, shouldn't discount the fact that if there's something you want to do in your life, if you want to spend some time in a certain place, then you should go and do it, you know, and don't, don't try to kind of, don't try to out engineer yourself of a, of a, of a, of a, of a trip that you really want to make for, for your own satisfaction, for your own enjoyment, you know, so if you really, if you, if you feel this pull to go and spend time there, then I, I would suggest just go, you know, if you've got the means, if you've got the time, then, then, then go, because I think it's, it's, it's something that it's a life experience and it's something you'll remember, you'll remember for the rest of your life. And you've got the opportunity to do it now. I would, I would, I think that is probably more important than, than anything else. Um, but obviously, you know, within, within having made that decision to go, then I think there's obviously a lot that you can do to try and engineer the best result from a language perspective as well. Uh, certainly in my, in my experience though, the, the, the most, the most difficult, what it really hinges on and the most kind of difficult thing to, to get right. But the, and the thing that you really have to think through in advance is not so much the language, but it's what are you going to be doing with your time? Who are you going to be spending time with? Who do you want to spend your time with? And try to organize and arrange activities in advance because it's going to make it so much easier than um, trying to figure out what to do once you get there and you're kind of doubting yourself and asking questions. Anyway, that was a long answer to a simple question, Eric, but I hope that was helpful. How that gives you a kind of framework for thinking about this. I'm really jealous. I think it sounds like a really fantastic project. And, um, Go and speak to your friend as well, your, your, your friend who went to study Spanish over the summer. You know, ask her what that was like, if she would do anything differently, because she she may well have, have thoughts on this topic as well. 
So if you would like to ask me a question like Eric did, you can drop me an email, but I would prefer that you leave me a voice uh, voice message because apparently we're quite, quite low on the on voice messages recently. So um, this is your per- this is a golden opportunity for you to kind of sneak in and jump the queue and uh, and get your question on the on the air. So go to IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash ask. A-S-K, in order to do that. If you enjoy the show, I'd also really appreciate a review on iTunes. You can just go to the, the app that you're using to listen to this, um, click, follow the breadcrumbs through to this podcast, the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Click, uh, leave a review and do that. I'd really appreciate that because it helps the show to, to, to stay visible for people. And if you would like to get any of the links to this episode... Uh, links that I've mentioned here, such as the the link to my event in September, the various uh, 101 conversations books and all of that, simply head over to the show notes where I'll put a link to all this stuff. I will teach you a language.com forward slash episode 337. Thank you very much for listening and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you do enjoy the podcast, then you're going to love some of the email courses that I've created. These are completely free email courses which are written specifically for different languages and different levels. I've spent years writing these things, so whether you are an intermediate Spanish learner or a French beginner or Japanese advanced, whatever it may be, I've got email courses that give you some of my best tips for learning those languages at different levels. So whether you're struggling with how to get started, whether you want to know how to understand native speakers when they're talking really quickly at you, whether you want to get better at learning grammar, I've got stuff for you that I send out completely free over email. If you'd like to get these tips, then please go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash tips. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll get them sent out to you right away.